Mike Evans and Levante David are finally getting the respect they deserve. Kind of. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Thursday episode of Locked on a Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow everything on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JayArko underscore Bucks, my co-host, the one, the only Mr. David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. We are both credentialed media members covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can find my work over at SBNationsBucksNation.com. Find David's stuff over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com, part of their Fan Nation section covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers who we want to show our continued support and appreciation of. Thank you, guys. Everydayers, you're the best. There's actually a lot of David Harrisons in the world. I went to high school with a but, David Harrison. No, you no relation. are. You are there the is, Harrison. There's a former Indiana Pacers player named David Harrison who is the first person that comes up if you Google that name. And I've made it my life's mission to change that fact. Yeah, it's not going very should, well. Because he needs your permission to be called David Harrison. That's how I feel about That's this situation. not true at all. More links between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys and a Dallas Cowboys running back, but more on that in a little bit. First, we're going to talk about two guys we've spoken a lot about this week, this month, this year, a lot of years, and how overlooked and disrespected they have been. Talking to you, Keenan Allen. Uh, well, they're starting to get the kind of recognition Bucks fans have been asking for in a roundabout sort of way. NFL Network's Good Morning Football listed their all underrated teams for offense and defense, and the Bucks were represented on both lists for the offense, the Gumpfa crew listed quarterback Jared Goff, wrong, running back Najee Harris, running back Ramondre Stevenson, wide receiver, oh my goodness, he forgot about Ramondre. Anyway, wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver Mike Evans, the crowd cheered, wide receiver Alan Lazard, wide receiver Terry McLaurin, and tight end Cole Komet. My reaction to this, James, is that Jared Goff is not underrated. Holy crap. I just want to give Dan Campbell every Coach of the Year award for making a, a, a professional NFL opinion analyst person say that Jared Goff is underrated. Dan Campbell deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for that fact alone because what Dan Campbell did is basically what Brian Dable did in New York is cover up a very, very subpar quarterback with his offense and did a very good job of it. So uh, I would say, if anything, Dan Campbell is underrated, not Jared Goff. Uh, Najee Harris, I agree with. Uh, I mean, you know, I agree with, I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers had some issues in their running game coordination, their offensive line, all that stuff. Um, I think Najee Harris is very talented. But like most running backs, uh, you know, you can't do it alone. You know, like the days of Barry Sanders are pretty much gone, and that's just kind of how it is. Um, Alan Lazard, eh, I don't know. You know, if he ever plays without Aaron Rodgers, maybe we can see if he was actually underrated or not. Terry McLaurin, absolutely. Mike Evans, absolutely, because they're basically going year for year 
on caliber of quarterback uh, in there. In there, like Terry McLaurin's following the Mike Evans pattern of quarterback play, uh, except he wasn't able to get a thousand yards his rookie season. Cole Komet, uh, I, I guess I'll agree because I don't really have an opinion on Cole Komet, which I guess supports the thought that he's underrated. Yeah, I I kind of snickered at the Jared Goff pick because Damn. we've seen good golf, but we've seen what normal golf is as well. And he's far closer to normal golf than the golf he was last year. I just said golf a lot of times. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to categorize him as underrated and I'm kind of leaning with you on Amon Ross St. Brown. Let me, let me see him do it a couple more times. I think he's a really, really good receiver, but I think he's appropriately rated for the production we've seen thus far in his career. But right. yeah, like you said, Alan Lazard, let's see him without Aaron Rodgers and, and see how underrated he is. But Mike Evans obviously is the one that jumps out because he is a guy that has done it consistently year in, year out, every single year, regardless of quarterback, and continuously gets overlooked. And that's something we talked about a lot with the Madden ratings. But, uh, David, they also listed their all-underrated defense with defensive end Brian Burns, linebacker Levante David, defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, defensive end Romeo Aquara, linebacker Demario Davis, defensive end Dorrance Armstrong, cornerback Tyson Campbell, and defensive back Marcus Epps. My biggest takeaway from this one is this piggybacks perfectly off of what Evan and I talked about on yesterday's episode on WTSP Wednesday talking about uh, the ESPN player rankings for each position where Levante David and, and Demario Davis are kind of neck and neck in terms of how productive they are, how reliable they are, how consistent they are, and how constantly overlooked they are. So while it's nice that... Mike Evans and Levante David were getting this praise and getting this love on Good Morning Football. It's also really frustrating that it had to be under the guise of, yeah, we know these guys are underrated, so we're going to talk about them this one time. But after this, we're going to continue to just jam Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers down your throat until you just uncontrollably vomit because that's all we can ever talk about ever at all times, always. Awesome. Sorry, I missed that part. Um, <laughs> yeah, Levante David, you know, I actually made an argument a couple years back. I remember we talked about Levante David being incredibly underrated, and we had like all these people coming through the show, uh, like other media members. And I remember specifically uh, Paige Demacos of the Draft Network, you know, talking about how underrated Levante David was. And we turned it into a social media clip and it kind of blew up a little bit and it made the rounds. And like everybody was like, Yeah, he's totally underrated. Yeah, he's totally. I'm like, you know, after like a thousand people say you're super underrated, maybe you're not actually all that underrated. You're just not celebrated, right? I think that might be a better term is like uncelebrated versus underrated. Cause like I feel like everybody that hears the name Lamonte David goes, Oh, that dude's underrated. And I'm like, Well, then maybe he's not. Um, Javon Hargrave being on this list is really confusing. I mean, Javon Hargrave is the sixth highest paid defense tackle in the NFL. He's getting paid. The same as DeForest Buckner, more than Chris Jones, more than Jonathan Allen, and more than Vita Vea. I don't know if you're underrated. Like, if, if that's underrated, I want to be underrated. Like, that's like, I want to be I, the sixth highest paid host on Locked On and then go around telling everybody how underrated I am. And I know that Javon didn't say this, but 
you get you get my point. And then Brian Burns, James, maybe this is just because we run in NFC South circles, but I don't think Brian Burns is under. I think everybody pretty much knows how great Brian Burns kind of is already, and then can be uh, moving forward. I mean, obviously his team sucks, but you know, like he's still great. I think, but again, I mean, you know, we talk to Panthers hosts a lot. We talk to you know yeah. people who play the NFC South a lot. So maybe maybe that's that's our our circle bias. You know what I mean? So maybe people outside of the NFC South circles don't realize how good Brian Burns is. But uh, yeah, we I mean we certainly do. Yeah, I, I think the the fact that we are so interwoven with the other NFC South hosts that we we focus on Brian Burns. We talk about Brian Burns a lot more than probably some of the other hosts do. And and some of the casual fans aren't going to know Brian Burns kind of the way we do or the or the way Buccaneers fans do just because he's yeah. not kind of that everyday presence, that that constant thought when the schedule comes out like, all right, when do we got to face Brian Burns? When do we have to face Cam Jordan? When do we have to, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I think that does play into it a little bit. And also... All defensive tackles are underrated in the eyes of the national media because there's only one named Aaron Donald. And again, Aaron Donald, there, yeah. there's only one that they can ever talk about, and that's Aaron Donald. Yeah. Well, you know, there's enough Aaron's in the world for me right now. I think we're I think we're good. No offense to any Aaron's that might be watching this program or listening to this program. You are one of the good ones. The other ones can all go away. Uh the Bucks were already rumored to be linked to one Dallas Cowboys running back. This past offseason, and now they're being linked to another one. That story is coming up next here on today's episode of Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny picked out for us this week in eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. Looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, you'll be guaranteed to have two of the surest performers by going all AFC West with Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Adams has proved he remains a reliable top selection in Las Vegas, while Mahomes will again operate with both the highest floor and ceiling among the standout luxury options at his position. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth. Switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's 
ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for bringing a Lockdown Bucks first listen or view today and every day. Every day is come back tomorrow. We will wrap up the week with our pre-training camp bold predictions and uh, for the 2023 Buccaneers season as well. Oh, yeah, the Bucs. Uh, after being linked to running back Ezekiel Elliott, the uh, monster cereal eater himself, uh, this past offseason, the Bucs are already being talked about as a favorite landing spot uh, for the guy that replaced him, quarterback Tony Pollard. I'm just kidding. That's an inside joke. Running back Tony Pollard. Some already have some thoughts on where Tony Pollard might land in 2024 after he and the Cowboys were unable to reach uh, an extension deal ahead of the deadline for franchise tag players to be extended on Monday. So Pollard is playing on the franchise tag this season, and he'll be looking to make big money on the open market next offseason, which is a tall task for running backs nowadays because uh, th- nobody likes running backs. Running backs are apparently non-existent, and Derrick Henry disagrees wholeheartedly. But you can hear more about how running backs are victims on yesterday's WTSP Wednesday episode with the great Evan Klosky. Now, the Buccaneers are among the favorites to sign Pollard after this season, according to some who are speculating early, early, early on, which would reunite him with running back coach uh, Skip Pete in Tampa, which I think is kind of easy, uh, you know, you know, low-hanging low fruit or whatever. But it also makes sense, right? So some of the other teams in the running that people are talking about are, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, but also the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, and the Buffalo Bills because every running back that becomes available gets tied to the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills never make a move to go get one of those running backs. Uh, Now, we are quite a ways away, James, from 2024, but it is interesting to see this kind of coming out already. What are your thoughts about Tony Pollard speculation? Uh, I I have a couple of thoughts. The first one is why would the Jets be considered a, a top five destination for Tony Pollard when they have Brees Hall. Like, Brees Hall is fantastic. You don't need Tony Pollard as well. I realize that it's going to be the Brady syndrome that we had in Tampa for a couple years where every free agent is going to be linked to the Jets because they have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, That one doesn't make any sense to me. Obviously, I I think the Cowboys are going to be the leader in in the clubhouse for that one. Dolphins make sense based on whether or not they end up landing Dalvin Cook. And then, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are always going to be linked to running backs because they don't have one. They haven't had one since basically Marshawn Lynch. And uh, for some reason, they don't believe that Josh Allen needs any help in the run game, which is ludicrous. But here's my thing. And... With the way you look at at the Buccaneers run game, you have Chase Edmonds backing up Rashad White. Rashad White's your RB1. Like that's pretty much it's locked and loaded for 2023, barring any injury. It's probably locked and loaded for 2024 and 2025. We will see. You have Edmonds there. He's a depth piece. Okay, cool, whatever. You have Keyshawn Vaughn looking to make a step. And then you have the, the undrafted rookie in Sean Tucker that... The team's really high on. So if you love Rashad White and the price tag that he comes with, you love Sean Tucker and the price tag that he comes with, you're not going to spend the money that Tony Pollard is going to command when he's really not going to do anything 
super duper special, like more so than Rashad White. I'm not saying that Rashad White and Tony Pollard are are on an even playing field right now because Pollard shows that he's one of the better running backs in the NFL. But we also don't know. Like, come the end of 2023, they could be on par with one another. Rashad could break out in a big, big way. So, to me, I just, if the Bucks were going to spend big money on a running back, I would see them going for a bigger fish than Tony Pollard that really provides something that they don't already have. Yeah, I mean, this is like going out there to buy, like, a new like fast car and then settling for, I don't want to offend anybody. So settling for like a mid-level car just because it goes a little bit faster than the car you're currently driving. Like if you're going to go for it, go for it. You know what I mean? But if you're going to go for it, you're not going to go for Tony Pollard, even if he has a really good season. You know what I mean? Like outside, the only way I can see the Buccaneers pursuing Tony Pollard is if Rashad White completely bottoms out, just does not do well. And they're basically look, they're like, we need a running back. We don't have a running back. We now need a running back. So unless Rashad White does something like that, which I don't foresee happening, then that's the only way I see this happening. Because when you add Tony Pollard to the mix, like you said, you're going to pay him more than you're paying Rashad White. But Rashad White's going to be your RB1. So your backup is going to be making more than your starter. That automatically makes no sense. Then what does Tony Pollard do that Rashad White doesn't do? Honestly. And, and at least to the to the level where you look at that guy and you say, we need that guy. I, I don't think there's anything that he does. Um, you know, has he done it longer? Sure. Has he done it better from a statistical statistical standpoint? Absolutely. You know, but Rashad White's in his second year. Let's see what the kid has and, and let's go from there. Um, so I, it just doesn't make sense to me, but neither do a lot of these teams. The Dolphins don't have the money to pay a running back what Tony Pollard appears to want because they got Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. If Tua works out, they got to pay him. Like they've got a lot of guys they got to pay there. I don't think they're going for running back. And, and, you know, the list goes on and on. Honestly, you know who I think Tony Pollard plays for in 2024? The Los Angeles Chargers, because that's where his offensive coordinator went. They could actually use a running back like him, depending on what happens with Austin Eckler. But even without Austin Eckler, if he leaves, they're definitely going to be able to use a running back like him. And then you could draft a more powerful type of running back if you need one. Or maybe they just sign Zeke, too. I don't know. Maybe just take Zeke and Tony Pollard to Los Angeles. They can play against the Chargers and everybody can just leave Dallas and forget them and and do all the things that they should have done years and years ago. Um, yeah, that's a lot of hate towards Tony Pollard. That's undeserved. But the bottom line is he just he doesn't move the needle for me personally. So I don't I don't I don't see the point. Again, you know, we'll we'll revisit this if Rashad White has a terrible season. But if Rashad White has even an average season, Tony Pollard, I don't imagine is going to do anything superbly superior to Rashad that would warrant uh the price tag, especially when this is a team that's like $26 million in the hole next year already. Um, I I will be going after Tony Pollard in a lot of fantasy drafts. Um, I, I think he sure. brings... Especially if you're like PPR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I want to take this opportunity, David. <clears throat> I'm going to give you fair warning. I'm going to give our listeners and our viewers fair warning. Uh-oh. This is nine months in advance. If Austin Eckler hits the open market, I will not shut up about it. I will I will not let it go. I will talk about it every single day. I will do everything I can to convince every listener, every viewer that it has to happen, how to make it happen, and I I will pound that table until my hands are bleeding. And every so time you I, mention it, I'm just going to stop listening. I hope that you're you're right and Austin Eckler becomes a free agent because then 
after all of that work that I put in, he'll end up with the Saints, and I will have a full I mean, yeah. episode of me just crying on camera after for they release Alvin Kamara. After they release Alvin Kamara, he might end up with the Saints. He might end up with the Panthers, actually. I mean, honestly. Or that. I, can I see mean, that every, every free agent ended up in the NFC South, not in Tampa. The Falcons so. like running backs. I hear. I hear the Falcons like running backs. I've got like 20 of them. I, I think we can rule out the, the Falcons in the Austin Eckler sweepstakes. But yeah, Probably. just fair, fair warning. I will, I will list a disclaimer and say, I'm about to talk about Austin Eckler for those of you that want to fast forward the show, but that's a long ways away. As of right now, the Buccaneers have their RB1, and that man is Rashad White, who started training camp a little bit early. That's next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Wrapping things up here on a Thursday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast, and Rashad White has been extremely present on social media since becoming the top running back for Tampa Bay, and now his work ethic is starting to back up some of those posts, some of those predictions. And uh, as a guest on the Rich Eisen show, White told Eisen that he flew his personal trainer in and began two-a-days already in preparation of the upcoming training camp and NFL season. He's spending about half of his time uh, on running back work. He's spending the other half of his time on receiving work. White also said that he's gained about five pounds over his playing weight from last season, and that's by design. And it's all muscle to help increase or help with the increased workload. David, I know you love this because Rashad is your dude, but what is your biggest takeaway from this kind of work that Rashad is putting in already, even away from the team? So, my uneducated mind immediately says no don't do it you need to preserve your body not overwork it before you even get to training camp and that you know i hope you don't put yourself at risk for further injury the somewhat educated part of me says well your personal trainer is there and that person's supposed to be really smart about how to manage workloads so you should be doing this safely and i'm really really happy to hear him say pretty much what every second year nfl player says and that is i gained weight ahead of this year's training camp <laughs> because these dudes lose a lot of weight in training camp, and I don't think a lot of rookies really understand uh, how much weight they're going to lose during training camp. Like I think they just think it's going to be kind of like their college camp, but it's really not. Plus, I mean, for, well, for another reason, not just the workload, but also the fact that you don't have somebody literally planning your meals for you unless you pay somebody to do that, which most of these guys don't do right off the bat. Um, you know, so you're also learning how to eat on your own, and you know, as a rookie, like from the end of the college season it's all-star games scouting prep scouting combine interviews visits pro day draft preparation media circuits practice otas mini camp like they're just non-stop working like these guys you gotta think about like college players rookies start start like spring practice and all that stuff right and then they don't stop until the off season after their first nfl year like that's how busy an nfl rookie is their first season it's insanity um so they get a little bit of rest. They get a little bit of smart or a little bit of smarts, a little bit more smarter. That's not even a word, whatever, um, about what they're doing with their body. So I love that Rashad is on that beat because it's a very good beat to be on. But yeah, that five, six pounds that he gained, he's going to lose five, six pounds in training camp, 
But this still means he's going to come out net positive because, you know, if he can't if he came in and his fighting weight last year, he would be even lighter. And hopefully he doesn't lose a lot of that muscle. So, um, no, good on him. And I, and I like it. And it shows the thirst. It shows the hunger. It shows the drive. And it just shows why, you know, every team should have a Sun Devil on. Yeah, I um, I think Rashad White's going to turn a lot of heads this year. And if he wasn't motivated enough, if he wasn't focused enough becoming the RB1 for the Buccaneers, I have to bring it up. I have to, because I know, I know for a fact you haven't seen this yet. Rashad White's Madden rating is a 75. He is behind Naheem Hines and Jeff Wilson and Kenneth Gainwell and Alexander Madison and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like, this dude has to be furious about this. Yeah. I don't know. Some of these dudes, some of these, I think, honestly, and this just kind of shows how bad of a job EA Sports is doing with Madden. More and more, a lot of these guys don't even play it. Um, yeah. Who was it? Uh, there's, uh, I can't remember who it is. No, Bucks fans don't care. There's a Commanders player that literally got told his Madden rating, didn't know it ahead of time, got told his Madden rating, said, yeah, this is why I play 2K. Just straight up. He was like, this is why I don't even play it. You know what I mean? And you got to think about it, like, these are dudes that grew up wanting to be NFL players. Like these are dudes that grew up with football. These are like, and like these, like you talk about diehard football people, like they're some of the most diehard football people you're ever going to meet. And they don't want to play your game, bruh. You know what I mean? Like that is a problem. That's, that's, that's uh, whatever, man. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. I had tweeted out earlier on Wednesday that Rashad White's strength rating better be a 99 and I posted the gif from the Seahawks game. Yeah, it's a, it's a 71. But no, in in all seriousness, uh I absolutely love all of this from Rashad White and Dave Canales is going to rely on him heavily this season. So the fact that he's bringing in his personal trainer to work on two very, very big facets of his game, things that he is going to be asked to do nonstop for Dave Canales in this offense to add the muscle, to add, you know, his all these things to his repertoire. This shows exactly how dedicated he is to improving over last year. It shows how dedicated he is to his teammates, to his coaches, to his craft. And those are the kinds of players regardless of if Rashad White ends up being a top 10 running back, regardless of if we're talking five years from now about how underrated he is, ignore all of that. These are the kinds of players that other players want to be around. They want to be with the guys that are self-motivated. They want to be with the guys that are working their butts off because they want to make themselves better to make their team better. Those are the are the teammates that are beloved in the locker room and grow into leadership roles. So my my biggest thing is kudos to Rashad White. That is a a young man with a great head on his shoulders, very intelligent, wise beyond his years. And uh, I'm really excited to see what comes of it. Of course, we're going to see him on the field here sooner than later. But for right now, that is going to do it for this episode coming up tomorrow. David and I will be back with our pre-training camp bold predictions. 
for the 2023 season. So make sure you come back and check that out. But in the meantime, if you have any thoughts, ideas, comments, topics, anything like that, of course, you can email us at lockedonbuckspodcast@gmail.com or drop them here in the YouTube comments and we will make sure to get to those. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Check out everything I'm doing over at Bucks Nation, everything David's doing over at Bucks Game Day. Follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at D Harrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 